Well, everybody, <laughs> this is a big episode. It's episode 60, <laughs> and I'm sitting across from a woman who's been in the game for almost two decades. Almost two decades. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But you've been with us a little over a decade. Yes, uh, 15 years. Yeah, so I'm yeah. talking about Katia Uriarte. Oh, you said it so well, Brittany. <laughs> because I've heard you say it for years. Oh, Uriarte, Uriarte. Yeah, well said. So you already know she's a KRIS anchor, and a has been uh, in our lives for some time now, oh. telling us the news and keeping us updated on current <laughs> events. So thank you so much for oh, being here. Thanks, Rainy. Thanks for having me. Oh Happy God. 60. Yes, Yay, this is huge for six, me. Six O's. Yeah, so. I can't believe, uh, I mean, I couldn't have thought of a better guest to have for oh, 16th episode. You. I mean, thank this is you. tremendous for me. Oh. And so I'm I so mean, proud of you. Like I was saying, I'm so proud of you. Like 60 episodes in. Can you believe that? No. Because I'm looking this back, far I'm like, and I have sat one-on-one, yeah. on one, or sometimes one-on-two, yeah. with 60 individuals. Right. It's, uh, yeah. When your you, dreams you put it like that. are, you know, yes. are, 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 you're making them happen. So, so proud of you. Yes. Well, and you, Dale. Hi, Dale. <laughs> she used to work with my husband. So, I did. Uh, we've known each Poor other Dale. for a while. Oh, yeah. Dale had to put up with my antics. So, you know, the news lady. So. Well, hey, you're obviously doing something right because you. you're a three time locals list oh, winner. Oh, from man. The so, congratulations for thank that. Thank you. Man, thank you. Thank you to everybody that voted and, you know, all that, all the, all the good stuff. It, has it feels to be good, the man. Thing. Yes. To have, to have the community decide. It's tremendous. Right. And any time that um, something like that happens where you, and, and it's unbelievable. Like I still, I still don't believe it. I feel like, <laughs> okay, real. who voted a bunch of times, yeah. you know, like <laughs> which one of my friends went in there and, uh, and did that. But, um, no, it, it's, it's honoring. Um, also we just went to Alice. Recently, yes. where Juan Acuna I saw and this. I also got a reader's, uh, it was the reader's choice by the Alice Echo News Journal, mm-hmm. and that was huge. That is huge. So what is that, that specifically? It's like the city of Alice? Yes, it's the readers. Event. It's like the readers of Alice Echo News Journal. Um, Which I've never heard of. I need to check that out. Oh, yeah. They're, they cover the Alice area really, really well. Um, you need to check them out. They're online. And they opened it up for voting. Juan Acuna told me it was like 130,000 people that voted. Wow. I mean, the award ceremony wow. was huge. Um, anyway, so, so that was super honoring to yes. think like, you know, um, our folks and Alice, it, it's just really every time that something like that happens, I, I just, I can't believe it. I'm like, really? Okay, well, it must be just you. really cool because you work hard and you're obviously doing something that you love. You've been doing it for a long time and to get, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need the acknowledgement, but receiving well, the acknowledgement sure. from those that you are uh representing sure i mean has to feel tremendous well it's and you know that we just had a health fair this weekend we teamed up with the nueces county medical society and we do these events where we got into the community you know and meet people and shake hands you remember that from the days of dale absolutely and um 
And those are the times that I really walk out of an event and I go, oh my gosh, I like, we're really, cause you know, when you, when you're in the studio, it's three cameras. Mm -hmm. So you're not really seeing obviously the people that you're touching, yes. you know, and who you're <laughs> reaching out to. Cause How that surreal. would be, but when you're out in the community and you know, people come up to you and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, we love watching you. Thank you for telling us about this mm -hmm. or, you know, all these other events. That's when you go, okay, yeah, I just, I need to be on my game every yes. day. Yes, you know, and they'll which... remember you, what you say verbatim. Mm -hmm. Why well, remember Katya said, you know, That's whatever, right. whatever, whatever kind of yeah. thing. Um, and so you, yeah. have, you have a tremendous, uh, a tremendous job. I always feel like, you know, we have to be accurate. I mean, that's our job. You know, we have to be really sure of everything that we're putting out there because the minute that you say something that is not, that's when you lose the trust of your audience, mm -hmm. you know? So I remember when the water, it wasn't even the water boil because at that point you couldn't even use the water. Remember that yes. in December? Oh yes. Sorry to bring that up. That was the water ban. That was the water ban. I'm well versed in all of, all of the events. All of the water ban. Events. <laughs> and, um, Joe was on vacation because it was uh, it was December and just about everybody. So the the thing in news is you can't take off on, in certain months. The mm -hmm. ratings period is right. Sweeps, mm -hmm. sweeps, which are February, May, July, and November. So in December, there's a mass exodus mm -hmm. in newsrooms because you haven't used your vacation time, and if you don't use it, you lose it. Ugh. So usually in December, it's like yeah, skeleton cruise. <laughs> you know, yeah. So you better use it. So it was December, and uh, Joe was on vacation, and I think Carlos was even on vacation, who's, you know, Carlitos, mm. our producer. Yeah, star producer. Star producer, mm -hmm. yes. And shout out to Carlitos. <laughs> and, um, and so I got the call literally to my news, to my desk. And it was right after the newscast had just ended. It was a 10 o'clock newscast and it just ended. And I don't remember if it was Deanna or Kim, but somebody called me and said... From the city. Those are city, city reps. Mm -hmm, and said... Katya, we need for you to announce this. I was like, oh, oh but the God. news is over. I was like, <laughs> well, what's going on? And How did they get like, a hold of you directly, too? Well, that, was, that was pretty... Yeah. Was, they know their job, right? Yeah. So, and, um, and it was one of those things, too, where the newscast was over and my phone was ringing. And I was like, don't answer it, don't answer it, don't, 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 don't. And as I go for the phone, I'm like, hello. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad I took the call. But of course. when they were telling me what they were telling me, I said, what? I said say this to me again. I want to make sure that I have it a hundred percent right because yes. I'm about to go on with this information. And it was a, really one of the first times that I had that much writing on everything that I said mm -hmm. by myself because mm -hmm. I didn't have, it was 10 o'clock. So nobody was there. Yep, no producer. Man yeah. Management, you know, everybody was, yeah. was home. Ugh. That's so daunting. it was, I had nobody to bounce this off of. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, um, I called my uh, news director at the time and I said, listen, I said, I need to go on Facebook live to announce this. And I said, I think we need to get on air and we got to bring in people. And then it's, mm -hmm. you know, the planning process. And I remember I didn't go home until nine 30 the next morning. Wow. So I'd been there from two until nine 30 the next morning. I mean, that's almost 24 hours. That's madness. That's like 19 hours. I, I, remember, I almost fell asleep, I think, on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, and so it, it was literally, I mean, I've, I'd been a reporter. I'd been on the anchor desk. I've reported on some great stories, some really 
heart-wrenching stories, but that was the first time that I felt, holy cow, the huge responsibility of, mm-hmm. I need to make sure that every single word that I'm saying is yes. absolutely correct because everybody's depending on this. And immediately people were going to HEB, buying water, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, and we um, all know that, I mean, that was like very closely following like a previous water issue. So you especially yeah. wanted to get the info Special. right. Yes. I mean, always. Always. But when it comes you know, to in those like moments, that, yeah. So that's amazing. I mean, that kind of stress and especially now where it's easy for, to come across skewed mm-hmm. facts or, mm-hmm. or, uh, I feel like the position that you're in, it's even more critical now to present the facts as right. they are rather right. than, you know, well, you know, and, and, and I have a hard time with, and I'm sure so many people in news do, especially local news, uh, in this era that we have of fake news, which I'm hoping we're kind of getting away from. You don't yes. hear it as often it's as true. you did. You and know. you of all people would hear it. So oh, that you're saying, Oh, that. I heard it. It's a good trend. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. heard, I, I would hear it a lot because people would use it. Um, you know, it's kind of like mudslinging, yes. you know? And I always, I always try to tell people that we locally, at least from what I know from every local station I've ever worked at, we have nothing to gain about reporting something fake, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing because all that does is lose the public's trust. So why would I want to report on something that's fake or not, or not tell the truth? Yeah. Um, we gain nothing out of that. Now you have, I can't speak for other, you know, other types of media as far as like, and there's so much nowadays. We're so saturated uh, with, yes. you know, you can get news from so many different sources. But when, you know, when I think personally, whenever you have 24 hours of news that you have to deliver, you know, there's opinions and then there's news. Exactly. And I think sometimes, not that that's confused, but sometimes opinions are taken as facts. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and so and so I think that's where that comes in. Yeah, and I know some people, you know, there's context clues, like or even in punctuation, even on like, like a headline. Right. They'll make yes. a statement. That's true. With a that's question true. mark. That's true, right? So, would, would. <laughs> yes. Is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for those who maybe aren't as used to uh, having to dissect news mm-hmm. in that kind of way, mm-hmm. it's easy yeah. to take it at face value, sure. which sure. can be hard. I mean, because I'm sure there's times where you guys are having to be like, well, explaining why you reported it the way you did. Um, I can't think of, let me see, when is the last time that, you know, the only time... I've really had to deal with that if we've, if we've ever had to do like a correction on something and it's, mm. it's been rare. You know? Well, and that's the other thing too, especially mm-hmm. when it's breaking news. Oh, when it's breaking Details news. are changing mm-hmm. all the time and that's mm-hmm. actually coming from the source. Right. And a lot right. of people don't understand that. And you have to make sure that your source is credible, especially mm-hmm. nowadays when anybody can send a Facebook message and Facebook has changed yes. the game. And I was going to ask you that. Oh, How has, because so you've been in the, you've been in the game for so long. Right. Um, and excuse my vernacular, but it's true <laughs> that, uh, you've seen the, uh, social media become like prevalent. I, I mean, remember it's like having like a razor phone when I started. Okay. And I love my razor phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still wish I kind of had a razor phone. Mm-hmm. I actually missed the, my blueberry. No, my, what is it? Is Blackberry. that what a Blackberry. Yes. Yeah, blueberry. <laughs> no, somebody else called it a blueberry. A celebrity. <laughs> I I'll get back to you on that. Okay. No. Dale loved the Blackberry because you didn't even have to look down. It was tremendous. I mean, and and the the amount of data and the capabilities, and I think they're trying to bring it back anyway. 
Well, and so I remember using maps <laughs> to find people's addresses. Mm -hmm. I don't think you remember this, but um, the white pages. I do remember the white pages. And the yellow pages. Mm -hmm. And then calling, uh, was it 411 for information? Info. Yep. For inf right? Yep. And how newsrooms would limit the amount of calls that you would make because... It was like a dollar every time you called, you know, and <laughs> because so you it was were a trying, landline. yes, and so you, you're in the newsroom going, I need to find Jane Doe. Okay. Call information. Oh, and they'd only give you one name at a time. Yes. So oh, you can only like imagine how much that would Jane add up. Yeah, and you have like, you know, six reporters in a newsroom trying to find somebody. So, wow. I remember that. Um, so there was no social media when I started. I mean, yes. phone, the, the iPhone, as we know it, it wasn't there, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and you started in New Orleans, right? I, well, I'm from, I grew up in New Orleans. Yes. I interned in New Orleans, mm -hmm. but my very first job was in Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. Market 150. Okay. Out of 204 or 205. Market, in the nation. Something like that in the nation. Okay. Right? And so Biloxi was a small, um, small news town, mm -hmm. uh, 150. A, s a small news market, I should say. But, um, yeah, and so we had maps and, you know, like E6 to E5, you know, you had to, like, wow. make sure that it was the, the right corner. So social media has made it so much easier, so much easier, but at the same time, so much harder. And this is what I wanted to know because I know it's a double-edged sword right. with social media. Because, well, now, for example, I could ask somebody, hey, does anybody know? I don't even have to ask. Usually somebody will record a video of, of something that happened, mm -hmm. you know. Um, if you want to find somebody, you, you look on Facebook. M most of the time they're going to have a Facebook profile, yep. you know. Um, and even the way that employers look at Facebook too nowadays that boggles my mind mm -hmm. you know and that's something new for me yes because I mean I haven't had to apply for a job and right? I've, been at, I've been at the same place for 14 years yeah. you know back then we used to send VHS tapes as reels wow. now you send a link from YouTube wow you know? yeah so um so there is it ease has totally, in that in the technology there is some ease to it there's so much right but then there's so much more scrutiny too mm -hmm. you know um and you have to make sure that you're getting uh, credible people telling you the truth where you have to vet all that out and at the same time too you you have so much more interaction with people that you used to not have even though it's over social media you know but um people feel like they they know you absolutely you know? yes um, and like they'll i'll get messages at 8 a.m. Hey, Kat, what happened? And, you know, Rodfield yeah. and uh, SPID. <laughs> like, it's 8 a.m. I don't yeah. go to work until 2, you know. Yeah. So, you know, There's trying. a way to go about it. Yeah. So, um, but it's it's totally changed the game, the fact that you can, you can do a story and go live from your phone. Mm-hmm. Just unreal. And I remember Joe telling me about the days of when they used to splice where they would shoot on film, and they had their deadline. I think was like one o'clock because the film processing place was in Robstown. Oh my! So God. if you didn't get your story in by one o'clock, like was they it. had to go process the film, bring it back. They'd splice it, put it together, and it would run on a reel. Wow! So imagine going from that to where we are today. It's instant. just incredible. Yeah, it's the incredible. instantaneous mm -hmm. content. Yeah, without mm -hmm. all, all of the the need for the. They've obviously ironed out that, sure. that whole process. And the quality that you get, as far as resolution-wise, is just as 
is good, mm -hmm. you know, now content-wise, well, right. you know, that's where you have to be careful of where you're getting your news from. And it's hard because everybody wants to be first. Yes. You know, that's the game. You want to mm -hmm. be first, but you also want to be accurate. Exactly. So. And how do you yeah. balance that? Because yeah. absolutely, you want to be breaking, you know, mm -hmm. um, prior, prior to anyone else. But yeah, that accuracy, man, that, that, that is tough. Being able <laughs> no, to juggle gotta, that. And that's the beauty of, I mean, with the newsroom, especially at uh, Chris TV, we have so many people and it's so nice to work mm -hmm. with a big team uh, because you rely on them. You know, it's not a solo thing. It's yes. not just Katia and Lee and Dale and Alan doing all of this. You know, it takes a team, as you know, yes. you know it's a team of producers content managers you have somebody uh working the desk you've got the weekend folks there's photographers yep. reporters it's it's a big team well it's know? like you said i mean with you being on the skeleton crew with that water band it's it's a lot of work for one per, you know skeleton crew for to put skeleton, together sure. yeah yeah so that's why it, it really is ideal for you to be working with that size crew yes. to get the work done yes. because yes. you know it's an extra like quality control i feel like it is yeah, yeah. And you have so many like you have your news director you just have so many different layers that you can um make sure that everything that goes through is is right yeah so so did you know because mm -hmm. you are from honduras yes honduras when did you Hondureña. have you been back <laughs> last time i went i was uh it was for my quinceanera i had my quinceanera in honduras and are you so serious? that's that's the last time that i went yeah my dad is still there wow i have aunts and uncles and cousins and I mean, I came to the States when I was 10 years old, mm -hmm. um, and it, it was just my mom and I, mm -hmm. and my brother went to study in Costa Rica, and um, wow. then the rest of the family in Honduras, so, but I haven't been back since I was 15. Um, I don't know when I'll go back. Do you miss <laughs> it? And do you feel like you brought any of your culture with you? Like, do you still practice things that were prevalent back, back home? I, I wish I could say yes, but... So when we came here, there was a lot of assimilation, mm -hmm. um, especially because, you know, uh, my mom being a, a single parent, then once we came here, mm -hmm. you know, and she had to work and I had to, you know, go to school. Of course. Um, and y'all moved to New Orleans. And we moved to New Orleans, mm -hmm. right. There were, there were a couple of reasons why we moved to New Orleans. Um, well... So my mom has vitiligo. Do you know what vitiligo I is? I do. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was accepted at one of the hospitals in New Orleans for test trials. Wow. To see if they could cure vitiligo. So for those who don't know. Right. Yeah, for those what, who don't know what vitiligo is, Michael Jackson is yes. the way that I always say that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people made fun of Michael Jackson because he turned white and yes. everybody was trying to say that he turned white mm -hmm. he said he had vitiligo mm -hmm. um i mean obviously i don't know michael jackson so i don't right. know what he had yeah. and what his intentions were but when you have vitiligo you have like these white skin patches that um, are all over your body and um so one of the options with vitiligo is that they can remove your pigmentation and you become all white interesting so when my mom was undergoing these trials they would take like skin from the back of her neck from different parts of her body and put them on what we call las manchas like a graft which are the, like a graft okay right exactly yeah and so um she had these patches of whiteness on her and my mom is a beautiful woman mm -hmm. a beautiful woman who has been in the beauty industry since she was 13 wow. and she had her own salon like in her early 20s and my mom has always been a businesswoman mm -hmm. very independent I, I always admire people too that 
they know what they want and they go for it immediately. Yeah. You know, they don't hesitate. That's amazing. She, um, I remember, I grew up in the salon, mm-hmm. which is why I love hair and that makeup is so cool. and glasses. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's amazing. <laughs> and so she, um, for a woman who loves beauty, to have vitiligo was really crushing for her yes you know and you know i because, know that regardless she was still beautiful but what it does but to, she didn't yes it, what it know? does to yourself right. absolutely so um so she had all these trials done on her where they would take her. i remember the the most painful one that she went through was when they um took skin from the back of her ear and transferred it to different patches because you have these white patches throughout your body and they put them like i think on her legs and her arms but they didn't take the mm-hmm. whole point was that oh no they were hoping it would grow like the the good skin yes. would take and grow, and it didn't. So what? So does that just mean that it wouldn't? It wouldn't spread. Okay. Which that would have been the cure. Yes. Right. Um, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't take. And then I think she was pretty much done after a couple more, and that yeah. was it. Um, so one of her options that the doctors gave her was that they could remove all of her pigment, and she would be all white, which is pretty much what Michael Jackson yes. looked like because they removed his pigmentation. Right. Um, and then I remember she and I talked about it and she'd asked me, she said, how, how do you feel like, you know, I'm going to look different. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, I told her, I think you're beautiful, you know. So she decided not to have her pigment removed. And um, so she still has the the manchas, but yes. she, she knows beauty, so she knows how to... Oh, uh, how I still to, love that, though. Them, I love that know, she just kind of embraced it and, okay, like, yeah, this is so it. This is what we do, you know. Yeah. But um, so anyway, so that's where we are. And... Um, I was trying to tell you something about Honduras and I forgot. <laughs> oh, oh, a simile. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So when we came here, um, my mom's like, listen, you have to learn how to speak English. That's, I mean, we're in America. Because at that and point that's you what didn't. you do. No, mm-hmm. no. It, uh, Spanish is my first language. So I had an amazing ESL teacher who taught me how to speak English in four months. Oh, she wow. was, and obviously a little angel, mm-hmm. because if it wasn't for her being so strict. <laughs> the strict on, ones are the best ones. The strict ones, you're right. Mm-hmm. She, I probably wouldn't be in my line of work, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously it's been, you know, a while that you've been speaking English predominantly, but but it's interesting too months. because when I start getting nervous, uh, I can hear my accent. Come really? Out. Yeah. And when I start getting really excited, or I kind of want to hear it. I don't think I've ever heard it. I kind of want to hear <laughs> it. And there we'll are words too. We'll see. We'll yeah, we'll see if it happens. But, uh, yeah, and so, and so we did not. We did everything possible to be part of the culture. Absolutely. You know, because yes. we did not. Obviously, you don't want to be excluded. And in a city like New Orleans, they're really at that time, that was 85. The amount of his, the Hispanic population, I don't think it was, but obviously what it is now, right. you know? So you just, you don't want to stick out. It was basically mm-hmm. our, our, our thing. We want to be part of the culture. Yes. So that's not no, uncommon. I didn't get to really, I don't carry too many traditions. My mom cooks mm-hmm. her amazing Honduran food. Hey, that is a tradition <laughs> in and of itself. It's a great tradition. Now yes. she cooks it. Uh, sadly, yeah. I don't cook it, but <laughs> she cooks it. And she has this mixture of Honduran 
with New Orleanian cuisine. Oh, oh my goodness. So good. And see, I don't know much about Honduran cuisine. Like what's uh characteristic like, of Honduran Like I'll tell cuisine? you, I'll tell you the breakfast that my mom makes which is just like you eat breakfast and then you don't want to eat for the rest of the yes, day until please. dinner. Platanos, mm -hmm. plantains, fried mm -hmm. plantains. You, you ever have fried yes. plantains? Yeah, with mantequilla, mm -hmm. and then we um, she does some rice because we have to have rice and beans and everything, black beans, uh, a little bit of carne, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and an omelet like like a frittata though. That's, oh my that's gosh, so... that sounds. <laughs> Y'all should see her face right now. And we just ate lunch. <laughs> and we just ate lunch. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. Yeah, she totally <laughs> treated me to lunch. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so like I said, that's so, not uncommon that's for those who, who immigrate here mm -hmm. to uh, not necessarily abandon tradition, but kind of like put it by the wayside in order to assimilate. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know this about me, but my dad immigrated from Trinidad and Tobago. And so they, I mean, they spoke right. English, but uh -huh. they had to pretty much eliminate the accent. Uh -huh. and, and really the only thing that holds up is the cooking, which it's to me, cooking, I mean, is tremendous. fantastic, yeah. right? So I totally get it. But don't you, as in, in your generation, you want to revive. Yes, what, I really do. Right? Yes. What, and, and find out more about the culture and what it is that, that they did. And let's try to incorporate it into I would your love family. To. Right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because we, we didn't really, we weren't immersed in it growing up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just kind of like when we had family get together sometimes mm -hmm. I kind of adopted like the Hispanic culture as my own, oh, you know, yeah. even though I don't have a drop <laughs> of blood, but, um, well, you're you know an honorary I mean? member. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, especially Welcome. growing up in Corpus, you know, and, and it's, it's amazing to see, to see the culture everywhere. And, uh, I, you know, but I would love to have a little bit more of my own and I think, and I need to do it. Well, kind of thing. I think, you know, South Texas is very rare and it's funny because you don't, I, I don't think you know it until you leave South Texas that we are, it's very rare here. The way that we savor the culture, mm -hmm. the Hispanic culture here we love is it. not how it is. You and you've know, been around. around. Well, and you have New Orleans, Miss Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Let me mm -hmm. tell you, it is very different <laughs> yes. from South Texas. So when I came here, I, it, it was it was interesting how I had a feel of home because of so many of the same. I mean, the the food that we eat here. You know, yes. and I was like, oh my gosh. Really? I have great food once mm -hmm. again, you know, with flavor, sabor, yes. you know. Isn't and I get that to funny? to speak Spanish. <sighs> it was um, just very different, very different. And, and um, I'm glad you found us. I know. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> but I mean, how did you end up here? Because you said, so for, well, you know what, let me back up a little bit. When you moved to the States, mm -hmm. did you have an idea of what you wanted to do no. for a living yet? Okay. No. When did it at dawn that on point, you? At that point, we just were trying to figure out how to live, you know. No, no. So I did know. Um, I feel like I had two two points in my life where I went, ooh, that looks like a neat idea. I love hearing about these. One of them was in high school, career day. Mm -hmm. And I was really looking at Boston College to go to school. So um, I went to public school in New Orleans. Woo -woo. McMaine, that's where I went to awesome. school. Um, I bet, and and so, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy kind of... I loved school. Okay. Almost to the point where I was a nerd, but I tried to be cool and yes. I wasn't. Story of my life. Are you kidding? <laughs> What's up, nerds? Hi, yeah. hi, right? Yeah. So you were talking to... Um, who was it you were talking to in the last podcast? Um, uh, Nikki? Who did the parties... 
Oh, Jin. J nineteen social. Jin Gracia and Bernice. Love them, and I love their story. And they were talking about having those amazing parties in high school. Yes. And as I was listening to that podcast, I was like, gosh, I wish I would have been that cool I to know. go to one of those parties, nope. you know? But me either. No, not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't all that, you know, all that good either, you know? So, I mean, I lived where the, the French live. Quarter was there, yeah. you oh know? Oh, my gosh, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, school was certainly a priority. Um, so, okay, so... Career day, and I think it was Nicholson College in Louisiana, and they had, you know, a brochure of what graduates, Nicholson graduates, and one of them was, I don't remember her name, but she was a female anchor at the Fox 8, um, the Fox affiliate in New Orleans, mm -hmm. and it was her beautiful anchor picture, and I was like, oh, that's a job? Are you kidding me? Because in my family, it was you're either going to be an engineer, a lawyer, a doctor, yep. or it was, you know, like yep. one of those top five yes. where you're going to make something out of yourself, yes. you know, and you're going to take care of yourself. So um, I was like, an anchor? Really? I thought, that's amazing. I'd love to do that. And I remember the CBS affiliate in New Orleans had this kids show um, where you could be a reporter you could go in and be a reporter. And wow. they would run on Sundays. And I would always say, if you want to be a kid reporter, give us a call. I never did. I, I, I regret it to this day. Even now, even now even, where you are. Even, even, <laughs> that's right, even now where I'm at. I regret it. I regret it because I thought I could have started at 13. That is amazing. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because it was all, you were already like kind of being beckoned. I get To head, head this way, oh, head this way. I, like, I never thought of oh, that. Oh, yeah. That you were already so being true. beckoned. You kind of like put it off. But I, mean, I put it off. And, yeah. I, and it was fear. And we were talking about fear. And yes. fear really is paralyzing. Mm -hmm. And it's in a lot, unless it's fight or flight, mm -hmm. right? It's in your head. Yes. You're oh. stopping yourself. What a quote. What a you know? quote. Unless it's fight or flight, it's in your head. It's got to come what from Oprah. What a quote. Whatever. <laughs> I've never heard think... it. It's from Katya. <laughs> okay. I'll claim it as mine. Yeah. But I, I really think like like that. And I remember looking at it. Um, I would watch it every Sunday and just think, oh, I, I need to call. I need to call. I need to call. But I would think, no, no, no. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And I never did. Huge regret. That is, that is uh, fantastic. But... <laughs> that, I, I, it really is. Because I mean, like I said, sitting across from you, yeah, you're so established. I mean, you're top in your field. Yeah. And to hear you say something like that, an opportunity <laughs> as a teenager, essentially, preteen. 13. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and you still think about and it. And I, oh, I think about it. I think about it all wow. the time. And then at, uh, I must have been 16 or 17 for that career day when I saw that about the anchor, because it still didn't dawn on me at 13 that that was a job. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was like, wow, that's something neat. And then I still, I'll put it away. I said, okay, yeah, that's not going to happen. Right. So I went in for, as a pre-med um, oh, we've all been there. Oh, we that, all was been me. that was me in college. Absolutely. <laughs> Until you get to what point? What point was it for you that you said, never mind? What was it? It may have been that they made me take calculus and it was just oh, not enjoyable. Gosh. Calculus. I made it through later on, but yeah, I think it was that. I was like, no. For me, it was biology. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, so right, right off yeah. the bat, I was like, yep, yeah. no, no, thank you. No. Not for me. So, um, it wasn't until my senior year in college that I had a friend who was doing communications and I was I was already on track for um, going to law school. I'd taken my pre L wow. and all of that. I was gonna go to Loyola Law School, like that was gonna be I the track. You, I could see you doing that though. Really? Yeah, I could. Yeah. I would like to even still, maybe mm -hmm. one day. Um, <laughs> but 
I, and then I fell in love with it. I took, um, it was a production class and that was it. I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing. I got an internship. Okay, and, that's what I was wondering. So even then, yeah. so even with your degree plan mostly being in law, right. you were able to get right. this internship? Yes, wow. because the, the neat thing, you know, the neat thing is at least back then, I think nowadays, like at our station, uh, by the way, if anybody wants to be an intern, we'd love to have you. There Chris you go. News. There you go. Call, We're give us get more a call. I love yeah. that. Yes. Um, call Debbie Bruner, who's at our front desk. Just Google our phone number and um, ask her about internships and how you go about it. But as Very long as cool. it counts, as long as it counts for credit hours, then that's how we can we can accept you. Okay. You know? Right on. Yeah. What an opportunity. It doesn't matter what your major is, just as long as it counts for credit hours mm -hmm. for school. And so. That's what it was for me at the time. That's fantastic. Yeah. And that's wow. what I did it. Yeah. Yeah. So did the, the, did the internship turn into a job? Yes. Okay. So the internship, um, I, I interned at Fox 8 in New Orleans, which is where that lady worked. Yes. Isn't that funny? It's like, yeah. Mother, right? Did you ever get to meet her? No, okay. I never met her. Yeah. Um, but I. But that's remember, funny. She has no idea that she kind she has of like no inspired idea. you to yes. do this. I need to find her now that you say this. Yeah. Now that we're talking about her, I remember she had blonde hair, very yeah. anchory. Yes. Eighties, nineties, you know, <laughs> short, anchory blonde and big. hair, very almost Veronica Corning. So yeah, big, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so, um, oh, so I went in there not knowing anything. You know, mm -hmm. I was just wanting to learn, and I remember I. Some of the interns that were there, they were just kind of sitting around, not doing much. I was like, well, I'm going to get noticed. Yes. So I went up to the producers and I said, hey, you guys need any help? And they were like, yeah, you know how to write? <laughs> of course. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know how to write. I'm a college student. Yes. They're like, great. They're like, here. It was a copy from CNN. They're like, turn it into 15 seconds. So something about Russia. I don't even remember what it was, but it was something really. <laughs> but this is that... your first like, kind of assignment. My okay. first assignment, and they're like, here, just grab a computer in the back. Okay. An hour later, <laughs> I think the copy that they gave me was 45 seconds long, and they wanted me to shorten it to 15. I made it a minute 15. <laughs> wow. So I added. <laughs> that takes skill. An hour later. An hour later. A minute <laughs> and I saved it, and I'll never forget the main anchor just screams out of the corner, who the hell wrote this story? Oh my, I like, I just wanted to hide. Absolutely. Hey, but you went for it though. Yeah, you know, not knowing that, you know, it was. News writing, a lot of people don't realize news writing's totally different. Totally different. Yeah. Totally. I mean, how do you it's even short. learn that? Like, what are the guidelines, right, for writing for news? Right, it has to be short to the point, something that. You know, you can understand. It has no to be fluff. very basic, no fluff. Yeah. You know, even though I mean, we try to perfect it every day. Forty-five seconds to a minute, minute fifteen. 15. <laughs> Dale, you have to appreciate that story. Oh, and the anchor, and he was, and his, oh, John. I think it's John Snell. He's, he, he's still there. He's a legend mm -hmm. in New Orleans. And so to, it would be like you know Lee Sosley yelling in the newsroom, "Who wrote this?" You know, you just want to hide. And. And so finally, when I faced the, I think it was the six o'clock producer, she goes, It's okay. Mm -hmm. She said, Come here, we'll teach you. Aww. So she, this five She's and an angel. Oh, they're both angels. It yeah. was the five o'clock producer and the six o'clock producer. And they literally sat me between them. So I had a desk between them and they taught me how to write news copy. 
and fantastic. and then every time I would, the minute I would walk in, I would eat, I wouldn't even look at the other interns. I would go straight to the producer's pod, mm-hmm. you know. And but I think it's um, really cool that you've seen it from that end. Yeah, you know, you know what it takes to be a producer right. and that kind of thing, which is absolutely critical to the anchors getting their job done. Right, correctly. and I think you understand the whole show differently too. Mm-hmm. You know, it gave me a huge advantage to understanding how you know what what's going through the producer's mind you know and how to work with the anchors so it was it was really great so I didn't start as a as an anchor or a reporter I started as a producer yeah I know there's something to be said I mean of course anybody doing their job and doing it well I have mad appreciation for it but those who kind of like work through the ranks and understand it from all aspects right y'all are just different (laughs) y'all just get it you know it's just different and so I think it's really neat that you approached it that way yeah so it was it was isn't it by intent I mean trust me I wanted to be on the anchor desk the first day you know but it didn't work that way yeah I mean God had other plans how do you get to to become an anchor do you have to like do you need cred like how does that work you know so um it depends like if you start in a small market you can and and it's all how what it is that you want to do right so if you start like in market 205 Mm -hmm. you're going to be the news director the producer (laughs) you know the reporter and the anchor so there you get to anchor you know (laughs) true so um you know and you start in those smaller markets and you build your way up and so you have to you have to just be able to know what you're doing Mm -hmm. you know um, before they throw you of course on the desk yeah I mean just being in front of that camera I know it's not in front of a live audience or anything Mm. but you're having to I mean you're being directed I guess because you're having to look at multiple cameras and also deliver Mm. news correctly and engage I mean it's it's work well and so um like for example the so I I was a producer uh, I was a writer I should say then I was a producer then I became a reporter because I just kept pushing yes like you know my next station I was I was a producer I said I want to be a reporter Mm -hmm. so I I I was just pushing for an audition. Come on, let me audition. I speak Spanish too. Not that uh, that's an asset tremendously. An asset, but in that market, it really wasn't huge in Mm -hmm. Jackson, Mm -hmm. you know. But I was, I was just like, come on, give me a chance, give me a chance. So they finally did. Yes. And I became a reporter, and then I said, well, now I want to be an anchor. Mm -hmm. You know, always having to have a higher goal. Yes. And um, so there was an opening, and four of us went for it. Another girl got it and I said well I still want to be an anchor so I applied and um channel three called wow okay <laughs> Richard Longoria remember yes, Richard I do remember yes. Richard how is that guy oh, I he's doing well. he's good I had lunch with him a couple of weeks ago okay good so, I'm glad to hear it yeah yeah so Richard calls you so Richard calls. yes because having a bilingual anchor in corpus we, I mean, we need you. So, so you <laughs> yeah. come down. Well, I come down and I auditioned for, uh, it was weekends. Mm-hmm. I was going to, I was going to be the weekend anchor report three days a week. And so I come in, I did an audition. I thought it was the worst audition in the world. Oh, oh my God. But can I tell you how excited I was yes. when I saw my name, you know, the super? Yes. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it's you. I mean, absolutely. Like, it gets real. (laughs) It was real, right? Yeah. And then, um, no, then Richard called me a week later, offered me the job, and said, oh, by the way, you're going to be the morning anchor. I was like, (gasps) automatically, it was a promotion. So is that, is it? Okay, I don't know how it works. Like, what's considered to be, like, prime, right? Well, prime would be evenings. Got it. 
Um, even though I love mornings, mm. you know, I think mornings like the beauty of mornings is, is that you have the privilege of waking up with somebody in somebody's home. You know, yes. they're the first person you go to them and, and they rely on you for everything. Like yep, to, to wake them day. up, to start their day, you know, tell them what's happening and you get to really be yourself with mm-hmm. morning. So, you know, evenings, it's a little more, it's tighter, structured, structured yeah. you know, it's, it's really hard news. Um, but evenings is the, you know, the prime time. Got it. But, uh, yeah, mornings was a promotion from weekends. Of course. You know, so. Yeah. And who are you anchoring with? Right now? Or at that time? At that time. By myself. Oh, wow. Yes. So it was Bill Bessie and I. Okay. Yeah. So that's my weather and you. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. And then, uh, they I remember people in the community right away. I mean, mm-hmm. right away was like, oh my gosh, we love you and Bill. And yes. I didn't know what we had because it was just so natural. Like, you know Bessie. Mm-hmm. And it was just so natural. And we we were friends. We are friends. Yes. You know, we're friends that were just at the desk chatting and you know he would do his trivia and i would never get <laughs> it where you know i would never get I'd it never get it. I was like, like, okay I'm like, that, that's funny that's amazing <laughs> and it just worked you know yeah you and know, so and then so. you're getting you know immersed into the community now because right. you're still pretty new at right? that point yes or where had you been around for a while here? No. When you started was, the mornings. I mean, was, it was brand new. Yeah, like as soon as you started I came mornings. from Jackson straight to, to, to do mornings, right? And it was just incredible how quickly the community just was like, hey, Katya, we love watching you. We love you and Bessie. And it was immediate. It was immediate. And, I, and to that to this day, I'm grateful, obviously, because I'm still here. Yes. You know? and yes. That's, uh, yeah, I'm able to still be here. So. Was the community as involved in the other markets that you worked in? No. Mm-hmm. That is, Corpus Christi is so different. The Coastal Bend is so different, I think, um, in how much we watch news here still, mm-hmm. like TV news, mm-hmm. you know, which is changing, mm-hmm. obviously. Absolutely, but yes. But we still have almost that appointment TV where you don't see so much of it in, in other markets, mm-hmm. you know. Um People like to watch their news before they go to bed. Yep. You know? Um, That's interesting. That is very interesting to hear that Corpus is a big news consumer. We are. Like TV news, like you said. TV broadcast news. news. Yes, broadcast news. Very, um, you still have that that you want to see before you go to sleep or you want to wake up to in the morning, you know? Because um, you can get your news now in so many different ways, you know? But um, Corpus Christi, the way that people are interact with also their news anchors mm-hmm. totally different from any other market and I get this from my girlfriends they always tell you about Sabrina and yeah. Kim and they all say you know no one has ever treated us in other markets like they do in Corpus Christi that is so interesting and you know what's mm-hmm. funny though is because uh, you know I grew up with Joe Gazin being like pinnacle of of a news anchor right yes I mean you just Joe Gazin yes and so if I you'd ever see him in public at like an event it was exciting like I don't yeah. local celebrity or something and yeah. then I think like even me as a kid I'd be like Joe Gazin <laughs> and so for it for even now for it to still be that way and for people to see you you know I mean the, that's huge the fact that it has continues to be that way you know and it's passed on to generations like I still get this is crazy when I get somebody that goes oh I've watched you my whole life and I'm like how old are you <laughs> you're 15 <laughs> 
oh my gosh, I'm old. You know, wow. It's sweet to actually see a 15 year old, you know, who says, I've watched you since I was a baby. That's you know, amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. Know? But I mean, it's but, true. You've, you've been here with us through a lot of stuff. It's, I still can't believe and it. We're, and we're proud. I think that's oh, what it is. We are very you. proud of what is ours and like what's that in our community. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you guys, you know, we love y'all. Yeah. Like, like We see you every Thank day. You, you don't Thank see you. us, but we see you every day, <laughs> right, you right. know? And yeah, and the community has just been really been great. Yeah. And, and I love that you get to showcase everything that's great about the community too. Thank and you. People that are great because we need to focus on that and just like you guys were talking about in your last podcast that we are really in that brink of just becoming it's right there it's right there yeah you know and i'm and i don't even i only want to think good things right but you just can't help you know it's almost like i like kind of being like a little diamond in the yeah. rough or like a little unknown right. gem you know right because um, we don't want too many people <laughs> exactly right. and i just think of austin because i remember austin years ago all local amazing and then you know the big corporations come through or whatever but i mean change is inevitable and and um like i said corpus christians and and people who've, who've moved here and have yeah. been here a while right. we're just so proud of of what's ours yeah. so i think you know i think we're, we're gonna be okay my, i know we're gonna be my okay. fiance is from um he he's from college station brian college station but mm -hmm. he lived in austin um helped to run their rodeo in austin for 12 years wow and he moved here and so everybody was like why why would you leave austin like that's the number one question mm -hmm. and to this day he's like i don't get it why are people so obsessed <gasps> with austin and why are people yes. asking me why oh yeah you, you pick, love him you i can't wait to one you pick a good one <laughs> i can't wait till you meet him and he's like why what is it like you want to be stuck in traffic for two hours he he just loves the fact that the you actually live here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're not living Ooh, in your car. Yes, what an you're excellent not, point. You're you not living live in here. You get to enjoy family time if you're if you're lucky enough to have a job, right? Where, mm -hmm. but in whatever way, it's better than being stuck in traffic. Or this was great. We went to Austin maybe like two years ago, and we. Um, we didn't call for reservations. Oh, mistake. <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> hello, you can just walk in anywhere, yes. right? I yes. mean, rock and roll sushi, eh, yeah. you know, you got to call ahead sometimes, right. you know, or maybe BKK and, and the post. But but still, we're not really used to having to call for a reservation exactly. on a Tuesday. Yes, on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, yeah. right? And it was, it was so funny. So I think we ended up going to like three different restaurants. Three different, walked out with no food, no drinks. We said, forget it. Yes. <laughs> Let's go home. Whataburger. <laughs> Whataburger. <laughs> well, no, and it's funny that you bring that up because mm -hmm. I have friends who were born and raised in Corpus but moved to Austin. Uh -huh. And last November, we were, I think it was a loca for local event at Bus. And they're like, wow, I remember when I used to be terrified to come to this part of town because it used to literally be a rundown bus station. Oh, right. Creepy, scary, right. you know, you don't want to mm -hmm. be alone. That's right. Now we're here, we're having custom cocktails, local vendors are here. Mm -hmm. uh, the traffic isn't bad, and you don't have to wait hours to sit at a restaurant and eat. That's like, right. Corpus isn't looking so bad. That's right. And, uh, you know, I get the warmth my heart. No. <laughs> yeah, right. You made your choice. <laughs> 
but uh, we welcome and, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. It's really cool to hear you say that and to hear uh, your fiance say that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. tremendous. Um, he loves it. He really. And I can is. tell you do too. Yes. I mean, we love having you. Obviously. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Brittany. It's uh, yeah, it's good. Um, okay, so being a woman in the business, yes. how have oh. things changed? Have they changed for the better? Do you feel, has it changed at all? Did you I never really experience much? I get much? this question a lot. You know, um, I've actually been asked to talk at a, at a panel, I think at the university, about mm. women in this business and, um, you know, how's it been different? Uh, maybe I've experienced it differently because, I, I, I don't know. Um, I've had different experiences where, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my job, you know, are men paid differently in this business? I think so, mm -hmm. but also you have to think about experience mm -hmm. too, you know, there's yes. so many different factors that go into it, you know? Right. So, um, I've had bosses that I've worked for that were, um, a little extra, I guess yeah. <laughs> I could say, you know, um, but you just have to know how to navigate through it. Absolutely. I think the hardest part for me has been because I, I, I don't know how to say this, but I'm, I, I'm assertive in certain things and I don't want to be disrespectful yes. in other ways. Absolutely. Because I've just been brought up, you know, if you brought up with very conservative parents and my mom, very strict household, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so I think in business, you just have to learn as a woman mm -hmm. where, where's that line about asking for a raise, asking, um, for equal treatment, yes. you know, and how to do it. Um, you don't have to be the loudest voice. You can ask for it in a very, I agree. There's classy, a way to go about there's things. A way to, and I still don't think I, I don't have it down. I'm learning. Yeah. Um, but I think that you just have to find your voice. I think that's the most important thing as a woman is you mm -hmm. have to find your voice. You don't have to be right. Like I keep saying that like the loudest voice in the room, yep. you just have to know your delivery. Yes. You delivery know? is so important. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially with what you do for a living, mm -hmm. obviously, but it being just in communicating, mm -hmm. like, you have to find that middle ground and yeah, you have to know you how have to present to be you, yes. right? You have to be honest with who you are because somebody could do it totally different than you. They could be very assertive and that's, it totally works for them. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work for me Same. because I don't like confrontation, mm -hmm. but I also feel like I know my worth. Exactly. And I think you've proven it. Well, thank you. I mean, oh, come you. on. Thank I you. mean, it, and that, that's the other thing too. Yeah. It's like, it, it gets to a point where it's like, clearly this woman is incredibly valuable. She's yeah. excellent at what she does. The, uh, the experience you definitely have. Right. right. I mean, so the proof is right <laughs> there. I mean, look at the transition that you made, right? That was rough. Yeah. That was tough. That was really tough because it, it hasn't been until the last yeah year and a half that I've thought, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't do this and I can do it successfully, yes. you know, because there's so much writing, so much writing on making that decision, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, I know have, it wasn't easy for you. Have, you know, so many things from the fact that, um, you know, I'm a mom of a beautiful little boy, you know, who's going to be seven this year. But Congratulations, he is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, as a mother of a boy, it's yes. just such a special bond and uh, yeah he still he still loves his mom yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. but um i have to take into account his future 
Yes. You know, because it's no longer just my future. Absolutely. You know? And at that point, it's what's our future going to mm-hmm. look like, you know? And if I make this choice and it doesn't go well, what does that mean for us? Right. You know, that's huge. It's, it's not... Um, it's not just about one person. And I think a lot of people think it was just one dimensional. The decision was just, I'll tell uh, you right now for myself and people that, I mean, it was, it was news obviously (laughs) for like civilians (laughs) and the public. It was news. And the majority Mm -hmm. knew that Mm -hmm. this was how you were looking at it. Mm -hmm. So just, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that's any consolation. Thank you. It is. It is. Yeah. And, um, so many different factors just go into making that choice, you know, and the stress level at that time. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was different, Mm -hmm. um, and still having to present myself in a way where you're calm and collected and doing your job, you know, absolutely. But I'm, I, I'm so, I can't even tell you how happy I am that I took the leap and that I made this choice. Because and thank you for sharing they, that because that that's huge <laughs> huge but the fear the mm. fear that was in me I mean I almost didn't do it because I was so afraid of it's is it gonna work is it not am I am I still going to be able to do my job and do it well yes you know yes uh, I'm just so happy I, I literally feel like I've come out of you know where I, I was in a comfort zone and no that's what I was so, gonna say mm-hmm. it's very easy to, mm-hmm. to maintain that comfort zone sure. it's safe you know what to expect you, you know, know the people that you work with and I yes. love my colleagues I love all my colleagues I, Joe is still one of my great friends he really is I love hearing know? that and, um, and I knew that. In fact, <laughs> and I knew that. In fact, we're all going to be going out of town uh, next weekend. Yay! So that's how good friends See, we all are. Because so we have happy. we have a group trip coming up, and so you know we're all still great friends. And yeah, and these and, relationships should be able to to withstand the, this change. That's when you know that it's right. a legitimate connection and relationship. Right. So well, I, because, I love that because we and you know and and from Dale too, like we're all a family. You know, yeah, we've all been in through the everything that you go the through, stress. Oh right? The God. stress where you really, at some point it's You're like dysfunctional. Trauma yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor Dale. Um, but and then and then coming to a new family, you know, that mm-hmm. that was a big change, and and having to now not having to, but developing new relationships, of course, you yes. know, and the trust, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, and Lee, like, I didn't know what kind of person Lee was going to be. And I hear his, I remember the first time I read with him, I was like, oh, there he is. Yeah. He's right next to me, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, and he's so, he's an artist. Mm-hmm. You know yes, that? I've heard about he's this. a very successful artist, which this. I didn't know about this. Um, one day, I know you do a lot of, you talk to a lot of people in the art world, but he's, he has a, um, a, not a gallery, but what do you call it when he's going to show off a collection coming exhibit? up? Exhibit? An exhibit. Okay. Yeah, an exhibit. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that was a guess. That was a guess. <laughs> that was right. Yeah. <laughs> he has coming up and, um, he's just such a great guy. I, mm-hmm. I love working with him. Dale, completely different than I pictured. <laughs> he's so full of jokes and personality and he's just, um, I love talking to him. Yes. He's really good with money. Oh, good. <laughs> he gives hey. great advice. Yeah. You know, so. I'm all for anyway. that. But I, I mean, you know, you have to think too that, cause those guys have been in the business a long time too. Oh yeah. And so they have to have some pretty good mechanisms of like interacting mm-hmm. and, and being on TV and being mm-hmm. in the public eye and that kind of right. thing. And so yeah. I love that, you know, you looking back, you're like, okay, I know I made the right decision. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so oh, for someone too. who's dealing with 
potentially that kind of change, mm-hmm. what what advice would you have for them? Because I feel like, I mean, I know I wasn't there for like the daily ins and outs kind of thing, but overall, mm-hmm. it seems as though you navigated it really well. Thank you. Yeah. And so okay. what would you have to say to someone who needs to make you that know, kind of change? I had, um, gosh, uh, I had great people around me. I, and I think that's the, the first thing. I, I was talking to a group of girls from this uh, group called Vantage, mm-hmm. and um, they'd asked me the same thing. And I thought, okay, how do I, what do I say to this? Because the only thing that I, I feel that I did was ask a lot of people questions, people that knew their stuff. Like, for example, I had an amazing attorney. Mm-hmm. Amazing, right? Who yes. works in this type of field, right? Mm-hmm. So relied on her for advice, you know. Um, my fiance is very smart, you know, and he really helped me navigate into the, the I love business that. world. I love that. Yeah. Y'all are, you, I, you two just sound awesome. And I, I like to hear this, that he was pivotal in helping you out He with was. That. He really was. Um, my family. But ultimately, it was my decision. Yes. And that's, that's really tough. At the end of the you, day, at yes. At the end of the day, it's, you can get all the advice in the world, right? You, and you, you really want to surround yourself with smart people. Mm-hmm. I would say people that are smarter than you, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in something that you may not know about, like business dealings, you yes. know? I mean, I, I'll tell you about news all day long, but when it comes to the business side, I'm just now starting to really learn more about that, you mm-hmm. know? And so asking people about that, and then ultimately it comes down to you, you know? And what outweighs what good outweighs the negative and then trying to make a sound decision off of that of you course know? and having to go for it yes that's tough yeah you know so no, i know because like once you do it once you do it that's it that's it once you sign on the dotted line yeah <laughs> you know so no i i really love that you did it and when i heard okay. that you did it wouldn't be for any other reason except that it was the right move for you mm-hmm. And uh, I think the community knew that too. And so were you nervous about how they might take it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How um, how they would respond to, would, would the community even want to watch, mm-hmm. you know? Do you, um, will you switch the channel, you mm-hmm. know, and come over? If you haven't already, you know, are you willing to, come and give us a chance, of you course. know, um, and, and really that, and also, can I do it? Can I do it? Which without, is so interesting. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Well, I was just going to say, can I do it without these, the team that I've relied on of course. for so long, you yeah. know, um, you know, so that, that was a, that was a big, um, a big decision on that you know and yeah. I was nervous about it and and that first week oh my gosh I just wanted to yeah, call what under was a desk. that like oh my gosh I <laughs> the know the first day because you had been out you hadn't done it for a year I hadn't done it for a year yeah. can you imagine not doing this for a year no right? you're used to yes, your daily grind and the yes. routine and I remember the first show that I did it was the noon show March 11th the noon <laughs> show and of this year right of this year okay, yeah wow. and I I, I just thought oh my gosh I hope no one is watching because this has to be <laughs> the worst newscast I have ever delivered it was it was greatly produced you yes. know by our, our producer Jose but my delivery I was just so nervous and I read everything I read everything rather than delivering it you oh know? yeah and, I got yes I yeah. know exactly what you're saying 
Yes. And so it was, uh, yeah, but then you get used to it. And you yeah. Because you're like, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing. You know, so just like with any new job, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah, getting your but, feet wet kind of thing. But I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I feel like I'm living a new life. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I can't complain. God is good. No, God you're thriving. Yeah, you're thriving. You're mm -hmm. doing great. I really, really do. I know that you made the right decision. I mean, I can just tell by looking at you. I mean, again, Locals List winner for favorite news anchor. I mean, that's saying something. I mean, if you were ever concerned, And I'm here, so. Yeah, if you, if you were ever concerned, there it is. And so what does your family think about what you're doing and how well you're doing? And I mean, I always want to know that. Like, what does the family have to say? My brother's 10 years older, so yeah. whenever he saw the billboard at the mall, all he could do was just like, really? <laughs> Really? I but I mean, love that though. They, they keep us in check, oh, right? Totally. Like, they totally. Are you keep kidding us in me? Check. And the, the funny thing is, like, oh, and I call him Gordo. Yeah. We're Gordo y Gorda. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, Gordo, you're not gonna believe it. I was like, I'm gonna take you through. And I didn't tell him. And so I drive him by the by the mall, and he's just like, Why would they do that? Come on, you know, like just teasing me, you know. Uh, of course, my mom. Yes. My mom. My mom's like. Oh, you can wear a different shade of lipstick. Isn't you know, hilarious. <laughs> always, but she's so proud. Always, yes. But it's always. But she is the know? beauty mastermind. Yes, she so. is. Yes, she is. Yeah. So, uh, or you know, lately though, she's been like, "Oh, I like the way you're doing your hair," or something like yeah. that. But you know, mom is mom. Yeah. So yes, family keeps us in check. But I mean, my mom couldn't be prouder. She raised her girl to be you know independent that yes. is, that's hard when you when you grow up with that mentality it's hard to be dependent uh, yes I, and i think it's amazing that you were i mean it says a lot mm -hmm. about you and your mom with the fact mm -hmm. that y'all moved over here you know to take care of what needed to be taken care well, she of she was a great example yes. i mean the fact that she left everything mm -hmm. we left everything um you know she did it you know, and she was a success. She opened her salon in New Orleans. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, she had, for the longest time, she had a little day spa in uptown New Orleans. And then Katrina hit. Oh. And then that was, um, but she still, she still does. Uh, she has her clients, her regulars that she's had for since 85. Wow. It still come to her. That is fantastic. Wow, well, she's good. Yeah, no, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think I realized that she had established a salon in New Orleans. That's she incredible. Mm -hmm. it, took, it took about eight years. It was eight years after we came to the States that she started her, her salon. Mm -hmm. So, here. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. like you said, she's she, a businesswoman. Yeah, and she's, she raised you to be fierce. independent. And yeah. I can tell. I mean, look at you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, so having a son, I mean, does your son realize he's going to be seven? Yes. Does he realize like, oh, my mom's on TV, my mom's involved in the news? Does he realize all that? And how does he? Does it? Does he grasp it? Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. I know that whenever we go anywhere, this is funny. We were at Dillard's yesterday, and uh, the lady said, "Oh, she said you're the news lady," and I said, "Yeah, you know, Catiuriarte." Then Danielito goes, and I'm her son. <laughs> I'm Daniel Lopez the third. And, and I was like, see, he's not shy, yeah. which is the beauty of it, yes, you know, and he's grown up in the newsrooms, mm -hmm. now two newsrooms, mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, yeah, he's not shy, and yeah. I think he knows, but I mean, yeah, it's mama, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. I love so, that so yeah. much. 
but he's got a great personality so yeah I got to meet him a couple of times he is so fun and uh, I just think it's amazing that he's growing up with a strong woman seeing you know you. the capabilities of women and, and uh, how much of a like a pinnacle in the community mm -hmm. they can be so yeah but I just want to thank you so oh, much thanks, for having oh, me in your house and buying me lunch. Yeah. Oh, of course. And of course, just please. Doing, doing this and just everything you've done for the community, being my episode 60, I just admire you so, so much. And like I said, you, you were on my short and, and, list when I developed the idea for this project. Thank so. you. And I'm so, I'm telling you, I'm so proud of you with what you're doing, where you're taking this, and uh, the fact that you had the the guts to say i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna make it great and here we are episode 60. so i wish we had something to cheers with i know I cheers know. Well, to typically 60 more yes we need that yes I sorry agree. no cocktails i, I gotta go to work so same all right <laughs> guys <laughs> bye okay bye everybody thanks for listening <laughs>